the need to be right over kind, hmm. it will always hurt relationships. The thing is, is that with the pandemic, there are so many different decisions that are needing to be made. And the individual, our individual decisions, they do actually impact the greater environment around us, whether it's my husband or my children or my closest friends or my family or my in-laws, it, they affect them. It has been a year, well, actually more than a year of pandemic conversations about the public health orders. I think there's too many restrictions. I don't think there's enough restrictions. Masks don't work. I think masks save lives. Vaccinations are good. Vaccinations are bad. So many conversations about COVID that are filled with conflict. So I decided it would be a great idea to have a conversation with a counselor. Dana Funk is the director of Rooted Counseling based in Steinbach, and she gives some great advice on how to deal with conflict in relationships. And the cool thing here is, is it's not just about COVID. This stuff applies to any kind of conflict in any relationship. You came to mind right away when I started to think through some of the conversations I've been having lately with people, specifically about like relationships and dealing with conflict. And to get even more specific, really COVID related uh, conversations about, you know, vaccinations, masks, restrictions. And I'm hearing from people talking about how to deal with people that don't agree with you and still have a, a close relationship. You know, for example, a friend whose siblings will not be getting vaccinated, but this friend and uh, her mother did. And so, mm. you know, there's tension in the relationship there. Another friend hasn't been vaccinated yet. And another friend um, is questioning why. Right. And just those mm those tensions in relationship, how do we walk through relationships, especially with people we love? Well, uh, that has been a, a question for a long time, uh, even before the pandemic, talking about conflict and how do we do conflict well. Um, and so I think one of the things that I've seen in, in my practice, in my office, in my, in my own personal relationships, um, is that there are so many factors uh, that each individual is um, is thinking about in making decisions about the public health orders or whether or not to get vaccinated or or to get vaccinated. Um, I think the thing with conflict and the thing in relationships that that can happen in in relationships is that um, there are a lot of assumptions that are made. Uh, we forget to listen, we forget to ask questions, we assume that another person hasn't, whether it's maybe done their research or haven't um, looked into the things that they need to look into, or just our flat out breaking rules, and we see these things and that that hesitancy to, to call another person out, um, I think has long been a part of relationships, even before the pandemic. I think one of the things that makes it difficult in this pandemic is that None of us have ever experienced anything like this before. And our leadership, um, they are the first ones having to deal with this and what's the best way and, and, and how, do we, how do we appease everyone. And that is just a really difficult, <laughs> that will never be something that they can even attain. And so when I think about conflict in relationships specifically, uh, I think just this idea of 
the need for us to be right over kind, mm. it will always hurt relationships. And, and okay, can you just say can, that again? Yeah. <laughs> can you just say that sure, again? Yeah. Because I think like we just started talking and you've already like made a light bulb statement. Mm-hmm. Can you repeat that again? Because that's just so good. Yes. And I, and I will also add to it, but the need to be right over kind, hmm. it will always hurt relationships. The thing is, is that with the pandemic, there are so many different decisions that are needing to be made. And the individual, our individual decisions, they do actually impact the greater, the greater environment around us, whether it's my husband or my children or my closest friends or my family or you know, my, my in-laws, it, they affect them. The thing that, that is really interesting for me is just to think about, as I was sort of brainstorming some of the questions you were going to be asking, I was thinking about how do we make decisions? Hmm. And then it came down to, well, I have to actually choose to be kind as I think about other people's decisions and what might go into someone else's decision-making. And so when I think about even my own life, you know, each of us make decisions that will align with my family system, my current living situation, my personality type. Am I a rule follower or not? Uh, My season of life, fear. Fear Hmm. is such a big part of what's going on for us as Manitobans in the world. Fear is is a part of what, what might make us want to tell our friend, go get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated. Fear might be a part of that decision. Um, duty, societal norms, the desire to follow norms. There's so many, there's so many factors to have conflict with each other over. And so I just, as I was brainstorming, like, how do we do conflict? Well, I think it comes back to how do I make the need to be right? Not as important as me loving my, my husband or loving my children or loving my friend who I don't agree with, but I love them. I want to love them. I want to understand. I want to not make assumptions about other people being wrong. And and I just think it comes back to a heart, hmm. a heart thing where we, we want to view the people in our lives, especially those closest to us, especially those who we, we, we want to do conflict well with, that we would humble ourselves enough to, to understand or, and, and maybe humble is not the right word, but but be curious about how come this person might be making this decision? Do they have different factors than I do that would have them coming to the decisions that they're making? And, and after I have some understanding or after I have some, um, a better idea of what's come to their decision, can I allow them to stand in that decision? Because they're the ones who are going to have to deal with the ramifications or the consequences that we might be fearing for them, but it, in the end, it's their decision. Um, hmm, but like, to lo- yeah, go ahead. I was I I like the be curious, be curious about the person that you love that you disagree with. Hmm, yeah. Right, you're you're putting yourselves you're putting yourself in their shoes. Right, and I well, I think the other thing too with needing to be right and needing to force our our opinions or our beliefs or what people better do a lot of the need to be right, there's anger that's underneath. Hmm. And and also fear, when we are fearful, and, and COVID, people have experienced that COVID is, is not safe. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. 
people have lost loved ones. There's personal connection to how COVID might make someone fearful. So when we think about fear, though, fear also has anger attached to it. And I think that anger and empathy don't go together very well. Hmm. So if I want to do conflict well, I have to actually wonder how can I have empathy for this person that I really don't understand. Like, I do not understand why they're making the decisions they're making, how come they're forcing them on us, or how come they're doing that for themselves? Why are they breaching the rules, or why are they, why not getting, why or why not are they getting the vaccine? But to, to, but to be curious, because it, it can create empathy rather than anger. Because those two, anger and empathy, they, they rarely can fit together. And when we don't have empathy for one another, when we're not willing to hear from another person, conflict really can't go well. Hmm. I like that. Empathy and anger can't coexist. It's very difficult, Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I think yeah. I could probably process that more, but <laughs> I, I think it's very hard to have empathy for someone when we're just so mad at what they're doing. Right. I, and rather than curious about how come, what brought them to these decisions that they're making. I care about them. I love them. I, I want them to see how I see it. And that's not empathy. That's just, again, going back to I have to be right because I have the information that I have. Right. And so empathy comes from being curious and asking questions. So are you saying, sorry? No, I think I think that's right. I think asking questions and and rather than assuming that we know how come someone has made a decision or that they've made for, for themselves or for their family during this time? What are the factors that have gone into those decisions? Do, do I care enough about that person to understand them um, rather than just being angry that okay. they're not doing what, I'm, what I think they should be doing? Okay, so are you saying we should literally ask questions <laughs> of curiousness? <laughs> Of curiosity. Right? Should, should we be asking, literally asking people questions? Or I guess that's taking away the whole assumption thing if you don't. Well, I think when we ask questions, we allow that other person to be responsible for the actual truth. Mm. Because when we are assuming something about someone, we might be right. Like sometimes we discern people and we, we mm-hmm. can understand, okay, I think this is why they're doing what they're doing. But unless we actually are willing to have a conversation a gentle, kind conversation where, where we say, you know, so what do you think about the rules, you know, and, and how is your family going to follow them? And, and how might the way your family follows them impact the way that I follow them? And, and maybe it does mean that in this season, I are my individual family's way that we understand and discern the rules doesn't line up. And so maybe for this season, but I have to, maybe this season we don't necessarily see each other as much. Or we, we follow the one who's following the tighter rules, right? Mm-hmm. There is some compromise. But unless we're willing to actually ask questions, and not, not asking questions to get them to believe what we believe, but actually asking questions so that we're not assuming. Right. What's our motive? Right. Yeah. Okay. Why are we asking these questions? Are we asking them from a place of, hey, I love you? And I want to heal and repair if there's an issue in our relationship. I want to come from a place of love to ask you these questions, not to, not to tell you how you're wrong. Right. Well, and I think it comes back to grace and kindness and, and that willingness to ask questions and to try to understand. 
And we know that we may not actually understand or agree, but we can still choose relationship over the need to be right. Right. Relationship is our priority. If we love these people, Mm -hmm. we want to make the relationship the priority and not being right. Right. And sometimes in those conversations, love isn't necessarily always just accepting everything that someone who, who we care about. Every, we don't have to accept. We don't have to agree. We can sometimes even challenge and say, well, you know, I've, I've heard this from you. Now I'm wondering if you'll hear a little bit from me. And I want to sort of ask you more questions like, and let you know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully that person who's being understood, when, some, when we feel like someone's trying to understand us, it is very often that that is reciprocated, that we would actually come back to the person and say, oh, well, you asked me about kind of what our family's doing or what I as an individual am going to do with my body with this vaccine. Now, I'm, I'm actually curious, how did you come to your decision? And can I, can I actually be okay that you and I have differing opinions, but I love you? And, and love doesn't mean we are all the same. It, it just that's that's not the goal. We are made differently. We are we have different. Like I've already talked about, there's different factors that mm-hmm. help us to make decision and discern um, as to what's best during this time. The other thing is that we don't want our relationships to just be about conflict over COVID. There are actually other conversations that are worth having. There are. Yeah, it's like so fantastic. Um, I was just thinking about how, like, how can I make the decision to, even with these new regulations, how can I make the decision to choose positive? And that's really hard when this has been a really, really hard year, Mm -hmm. Um, really hard year. And all of us, all of us have had a hard year. All of us have varying um, degrees to how this pandemic has impacted us personally, professionally, with our families. We all would have different sort of, it plays out differently in our lives. Um, but I think we all have that, that sense of like, how long is this going to be? And I think it's just really important to kind of come back to what can I do today that would allow me to have a break from thinking about the pandemic? Like when I go out for a walk with my friend, because that's under the public health rules, right? Do I do I want to talk about COVID the entire time? Or can I shift the conversation into, hey, my my kid's trying out for this team and I'm so thankful right now that that sports are on and you know, and oh, maybe my friend is like, Oh shoot, sports, maybe they're maybe that's where they're spreading and I'm like, Okay, well let's have a conversation about that because <laughs> you and I don't agree but right. but I still love you and, and trying to find ways to shift so that our, our so that our mental space can actually have a break from COVID, a break from pandemic talk. Um, and that's really hard. I recognize I'm sort of throwing that out there, but <sighs> if anyone if anyone's feeling like me, I'm kind of I, I'm tired of the conversation. I want to I want to do well with the things that have been um, that have been asked of us in terms of wearing a mask and and um, those things, right? But but to but to take a break and and have other conversations, like um, yeah, I've just been thinking about that. That mm-hmm. uh, we all I think could use an intentional break from the pandemic, even though yes, it's very present. It's very here. We're still dealing with it, but there are other conversations to be had. 
life still is life is still going on. Yes, babies are still being born and lives are still being celebrated, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and friendships are still growing and um. There are other, yeah, there are other things to, to kind of focus on. So even when, and, and I guess the reason that I sort of brought that up is because I think when we, when we think about conflict and we think, okay, this, this family or this friend or this person in my life, there's conflict with, it's like, well, if, if the conflict has to just stay the conflict, then the two people kind of need to make a decision. Do we want, do we want this conflict to actually damage us forever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, or can I be okay to say, I think I'm, I think I'm on the right side of history, and they they think they're on the right side of history, but there's actually a lot of other things that we can connect on, and I want to choose this relationship, um, in spite of our differences. So, can you do that individ- as an individual, or or do you have to come to an agreement with the other person, or do you just go, okay? I value this relationship this much. I'm just going to keep pushing through. Like, I, I think it's actually a combination of all three. Okay. Um, I think it's a combination of all three. I think um, one person can um, decide, you know what, they are valuable to me, even though they're frustrated with me that I'm not on the same page as them, but I still love them and we've had history and I'm not willing to sort of let that go. Um, and, and then the other part is maybe both parties don't have the capacity to kind of work that out. Um, I think that then that one person who is still feeling like, oh, but I love them. I don't want this to wreck us. You know, there still is a, an ability for that person to, on their end, uh, sort of even in their own heart to ha- make peace with the fact that their friend doesn't agree with them and, and that the friendship could actually just take that break or that or that family relationship could take hmm. just a bit of a break just to go, okay, everyone's heated right now. Let's just take a minute. Um, but, but loving someone and having conflict with someone actually does communicate love. As painful as it is and as much as we don't like conflict, <laughs> like that, that's not even a pandemic thing. That's just we don't like conflict. Yes. We don't, we want our people to think like we think, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not actually the best for us because sometimes the people who don't think like us can make us, can challenge us in new ways mm-hmm. and can, can are the ones who are willing to call us out and say, hey, why do you think this way, you know? Um, so those relationships that are willing to go through that conflict and work it out, they really can be the kind of depth of relationship that I think a lot of us desire, you know, to have deep relationships that matter, that that people love us and are willing to speak truth into us or willing to try and understand why we're on different pages, right? But, um, and then I think, I, yeah, I think all, all three that you mentioned, I think trying to work it out two together, needing to just recognize, okay, maybe one doesn't want to work it out. And then as an individual, just going, but I love this person. So I will revisit this I will, this relationship again in the future um, and being willing to do that. And then I think, yeah, just pushing through and, and still pursuing, mm-hmm. you know, in love is also a possibility um, during conflict. Right. So so do the hard stuff. You're going to have to do well, some of the hard stuff if you want to repair a relationship or deal with this conflict, right? Like you can't, you can't just walk away. 
Or you can. You well, can make that choice. But if you're wanting to repair or have a continued relationship, it's going to be some hard stuff ahead. Well, and I think, I think if things, I, I think not all things have to get talked through right till the end. Okay. Right? Like, I think sometimes it's actually okay for, for, for family or for friends to have an understanding like, oh, they actually think different than me on this subject. Well, are there other parts of them that I connect with? Are there other things that we can talk about? Are there Mm -hmm. other, you know, and well, yeah, there are. So why would I throw everything away? Because there's one area of my life that I'm not on the same page with them. I mean, that's hopefully how we all could potentially think is I, I do want different types of people in my life, different thinkers in my life to make me better, to challenge me, to encourage me. Um, and, but it's hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, any good friendship, any good family relationship does actually require some effort. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, and I would say, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that's true. You know, as I say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, I think, yeah, it takes effort and it takes a willingness to choose, sometimes choose your battle, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and sometimes even, like I said, recognizing that sometimes the way that we're different about with our friends and family is because of the people and the things and the other factors I've already mentioned that would actually hinder or change the way that that person in your life thinks. So you're not, you are not actually being molded and shaped by the same family system, personality type, Mm. friendship, you know, other friends in their life, other things that they're reading online, like all those factors are different. So even as we think about moving into conflict with people, part of empathy is recognizing they have so many different other ways that people might be speaking into them or, or things that they're looking at that would it that would make them different than me. Mm-hmm. And so why am I assuming that they should be on the same page as me? They're, they don't have to be. Right. You know, they don't have to be. Well, you've given us lots to process through here. And the bottom line is, how do we love? Do we love these people? How, you know, and how do we walk through it? You've given us lots to think about here, Dana. I, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on in regards to this? Well, I just, I feel like, you know, in some of the other conversations that we've had, this conversation could be a, even a, a more lengthy one, mm-hmm. right? I, I've sort of spoken in general terms because obviously the way that we relate to friends is a little bit different than the way that we would re- relate to family and even some of those family ties that we have or feeling responsibility to family over friends. So there's lots of other things that could be sort of addressed in a, in something like this, but I, I just, I keep coming back to just this overall idea of how come I'm so angry that someone is doing something different than me? Am I assuming things about them? And do I have to be the right one? Or can I, can I, can I love someone that I I don't agree with, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm not right, you know? Yeah. Right. Like maybe that's not the point of all of this is like, our need to be right really needs to be kind of thrown out and 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 let go of. And and I think addressing one of the things I addressed today was just fear. I mean and and acknowledging, wow, like we've never done this before. Of course we're not gonna do it right. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course we're not. You know, so even their empathy of like, oh, we are trying though. Oh man, we're trying. 
you know? Yeah. And that's where, that's where I feel like in my life, in friendship and in family, and even in my practice, I think I do see that. I see that we are all trying and, and being willing to see how is this person, how is this person who's my friend or my family member, how are they impacted by this weight of a pandemic? And, and how can I offer grace and love and care, even though I don't really agree with what they're doing, you know, and, and that's a hard question. And that's a question that families and friends would have dealt with before the pandemic, but this is just a, it's weightier now. It is. I, yeah, I think that's the perfect way to end this conversation. You, yeah. You tied it up in a bow. Well, <laughs> this great. portion well, of th- it. Th- thanks. Thanks for thinking of me. I really appreciate it. And no problem. Um, it was, it was, it was good for me too to kind of uh, talk that out too. <laughs>